The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre-owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whip him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get into his house and a red flag. I'm Jason Swain, live from the Low T Center Studio. My man, Ben McKee, got a lot to cover today, man. But good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? Man, I am uh, I'm awake. I'm good. Feeling good. Still working on that looking good part, but feeling good. Good to be here with you, my, my friend. A uh, lot to discuss today. Short amount of time to, to do it. And um, you know, Tennessee basketball got the win on Tuesday. Wasn't pretty in the second half. Um, you learn from that. You move on. You, you get ready for a battle on Saturday versus an NC State team that uh, DJ Burns, a former Tennessee player, went to Winthrop, had a really, really good um, time there. So that game takes place on, on Saturday down in in uh, San Antonio, going to be a late tip-off. But, Ben, you know why we're here. <laughs> you, you know why we're here, Ben. That 2024 schedule was released. And if there was any defense that ESPN does not have an SEC bias, um last night would not be that defense. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. We're talking about a full-blown extravaganza with a breakdown by multiple analysts taking over the broadcasting to highlight the SEC that is going to enter, uh, welcome Texas and Oklahoma who will enter the conference. But I, I don't really care about uh, those that claim SC bias, SC is the best. Uh, that's what happens when you are the best. People want to see you. There's eyeballs there. And so, of course, ESPN is going to feature the best conference in the land. Uh, if you have a problem with it, do something about it. SC bias is not why Florida State did not make it. Alabama's a better football team. As simple as that. Uh, but, Ben, I thought 
the release from the the release from Tennessee football was amazing. Simply amazing. I thought it was fantastic. With the video game, um, took you back to childhood a little bit. I'm ready for the video game to come out. I don't even have a, a a video console, but I'm ready for the game to come out. I might get one just to play the video game, Ben. Well, I was going to ask if if you would get a console just so you could play NCAA football that is set to to come out this upcoming summer. Yeah, my my good friends over there at the Brander Group uh, settled their deal with uh, NCAA, and so um, we, we we look like we are set for. Um, the release uh, of college football. So, uh, which is not good for me. Not good for me. Not not good for my production. Um, I don't understand. I I, I apologize to my bosses in advance. This is not a good thing <laughs> that that NCAA football is is coming back. But a very cool twist by Tennessee to 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 release its schedule in that format, the, the road to glory that so many of us uh, have played growing up to your point and also get you excited for the game coming back out, uh, like you mentioned as well. So very cool twist. You know Tennessee is going to knock it out of the park when it comes to graphics and hype videos and and all those sorts of things. I mean, they're, they're the best in the business, uh, as good as anybody in the business but when it comes to to hype videos and that that type of stuff so you know you knew that tennessee was going to have a creative idea with the schedule release and uh to, to your point about espn and the the bias there that they, they certainly have a, a vested interest now with the sec game of the week moving to abc uh very interested to, to see who calls those games moving forward. Uh, I, I don't think that it would be Kirk Herbstreet uh, that that way that Kirk Herbstreet and uh, I guess it's Chris Fowler. They can bounce around uh, around the country from from week to week. So uh, is it a guy like Greg McElroy? Probably. Who takes over as the, the new Gary Danielson? Yeah, probably. It, Probably, which I, I I know a lot of fan bases are, are kind of shaking their head at, at that thought. And I go uh, and I got Cole Kublick is coming. He coming. What's that? Cole Kublick, I got he he's coming. Yes, I yeah. if it were up to me, if 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 it were my decision, which obviously it's not, uh it, it would be Tom Hart, Jordan Rogers, and Cole Kublick. It it would be that SEC network game of the week crew that that would be the one that I would move to the to the ABC crew. I yeah. think that they do a a phenomenal job. I, I know Tennessee fans don't love Jordan Rodgers at times. Who cares? Uh, but I think he I think he does a great job of breaking the game down, uh, explaining things to to the viewer and uh he he does have a bit of a personality. And, and I think Tom Hart epitomizes SEC uh athletics. And does a great job. is is uber entertaining. has a nice twist of 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 funny to him. And uh, Cole Kublick is like you said, 
Uh, Cole Kubik's my my go to for all things SEC football in terms of X's and O's and breaking it down and opinions. I, I value his opinion on SEC football more than anybody, quite frankly. Uh, so I, I would prefer that crew. But and very curious to see the route in which they go. I, I guess I could also see them. Uh, it seems like Greg McElroy and uh, Joe Tessitore have been that number two behind Kirk Herbstreet. Uh, may, maybe they want to continue to bounce those guys around the country as well because they, they do bounce from ACC to Pac-12 to uh, the Big Ten. Maybe they, they bounce around uh, as well depending on, on the game. I guess Big Ten would be out of the picture at this point. I'm, I'm not quite sure how that works, but be interesting decision. And uh, I, I know it doesn't mean a, a whole lot in the grand scheme of things who's calling the games, but, I mean, they, they, they're, they're kind of the voice of the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. So, uh, big changes um, in college football. Whether you're ready or not for them doesn't really matter. It's coming, and so uh, I think we all have to make some adjustments emotionally when it comes to how we follow the game. Um, shout out to Mike Wilson wrote a really good, cool article on Josiah Jordan James. Um, they're the Knox News Sentinel. I encourage you to, to read it. But it talks about, you know, his transformation and, and, and kind of how he's gotten to his place right now. I think it's a place of, place of peace. I think um, he is the best version of himself uh, on the court, off the court. Um, and he's comfortable being a guy that was a five-star, but – is join his fifth year. He, he loves this university. He loves the University of Tennessee. And we are entering a time in collegiate athletics where you're going to have more players on your team that don't really love the university. They don't really love the, the program. And the reason why is because money is more now than ever the motivator of, of why young men and young ladies are going to go to um, a, a university, and so you, you just have to come to grips with that and be and be okay with that. They're not going to love the university the same way you love the university. They're not going to have that same passion the same way you have the same passion. They may develop it, you know. They may develop it. Um, you know, you learn more things about a person after you go on that first date. You're attracted by that person by how they look whatever, they gave you a little smile. But then you learn more about that person um, as the relationship goes along. And a lot of ladies and and guys that pick schools for monetary reasons or it could be one single reason. You you learn more about that school. You you grow to love that school even more when you're there and you experience the fan base and you experience the the alumni and, and everything. But in the age of NIL, man, don't be don't be expecting these athletes to come in here and, and love a university like Josiah Jordan James. He's one of the last breeds, I really feel like. So, man, enjoy him this year. Enjoy these these players, um, you know, on on your sports teams that truly truly love the university because we're moving moving closer to. Professional sports, we we are, and that doesn't mean you can't support your squad. That, that doesn't mean you 
don't love your your team and your program and your university any less, but just understand so that way you don't have um, some expectations that are not met and you're disappointing, getting all mad because a, a player decided not to come here or decided to transfer or they don't they don't play with the same you know love for university, but they're just playing because it's it's business. Like they're doing the job because it's business, not because they necessarily want to give their all for Tennessee. They're giving their all because that's what they were paid to do. So uh, that's that's what's going on. But the schedule, Ben, the schedule for 2024 released yesterday. Uh, there were drops, little droplets of the schedule over the last couple of days. I'm pretty sure uh, Greg Sankey wasn't necessarily thrilled about about you know some of the leaks, but uh, the full schedule for every team in the SEC uh, officially dropped last night. And so we look at the schedule, Ben, uh, on the other side of the break. We break down the schedule on the other side of the break. Um, what does that have to do with the, the SEC championship game? How does the SEC championship game fall into – this new direction that we are headed. Uh, I know I have some some thoughts to share on that particular topic, which we'll do that. We'll try to do that on the other side of the break. The Swain Event text box, um, a.k.a. the Beatty Chevrolet text box, is where you can send comments, you can send questions. Uh, we love to hear your interaction. Uh, we love to have interaction. love to hear your opinions and, and comments uh, and questions. And so, We'll get to that telephone number here. Uh, we run a live show. This is this is no podcast show. This is a digital live show. It's live. The telephone number is 865-255-03. When you call in, uh, we'll put you on hold. We'll get you through. As soon as you're live, just tell us who you are, where you're calling from. Um, we do podcasts. We do record the show. That's live, and then we post it as a podcast. But this is a digital live show. Uh, we have the Swain Event app. You can listen to live. Uh, of course, the, the show will be recorded. We post it there. You can go and catch any part that you missed. Uh, if you want to view the show, if you're sitting at the house on the couch, you can put us up on YouTube. You can pull us up on Facebook and um, Twitter. If you want to call it X, you can call it X. But I'm going to call it Twitter because Mama named it Twitter. Your Mama named you Twitter, I'm going to call you Twitter. So it's Twitter over here. Unless Ben wants to call it X. If he wants to, that is that is fine. But I'm not. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. 2024 schedule. I mean, I, I don't like it. Tell you why. Come back for my first break. Swain and Ben, fueled by Dead and Barber. Knoxville. We all know the importance of mental health. Most people don't have regular mental health care. They often wait. Let's change that. Isn't it time we all consider our mental health as important as our physical health? If you are ready, Mind Body Wellness in Knoxville can help you design a plan for your mental wellness. We are accessible, affordable, and available. You are worth it. Visit mindbodyknoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. 
When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey, Vol Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, financial representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to review your financial plan and make sure you are on track for success. As always, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor, representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by that and barbecue. It's time for, I guess, a celebration. I think it's time to celebrate. Ben McKee. Best way to do it is that and barbecue. Got an energy drink over there? Yep. <laughs> Boy, I remember them days. It's a, a, a healthy energy drink. It's a, a V8 Plus. Steady energy from black and green tea, orange pineapple, okay. naturally flavored plant-based energy beverage. Cool. I guess the check is on the way for you. Uh from 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 V. I hope so. Hey, like John Campbell and in the house of, of breakfast, V eight, call me. Business is open, booming. He still ain't got no deal yet. I hope he gets one. But he offered that free advertising. They need to send us a, a case of that. Or send you a case of that, uh, for sure. But I think it's funny now um, that you that you that you on them energy drinks, man. You on them energy drinks now. You you didn't you didn't have to you didn't need them a couple years ago. Now you got them because you got a real job. You got a real job, not doing some you know rinky dink show. Um, you got a real job now, and you got a Family, woo! Time for the energy drinks, boy. I like well, what's, it. What what what's funny is my morning routine consists of 
I pop one of these. It's it's a mini energy drink, so it's not like the big old can. It's a it's, it's almost like a shot of of energy drink, healthy energy drink. But then, like during the break, I just went and fixed my cup of coffee as well. So I have uh, an energy drink and a cup of coffee back to back, and and that perfectly describes my stage in life right now. Yep, I understand. I got my coffee right here, um, so I'm I'm with you, man. Um, Ben, your 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 thoughts initially when you saw the 2004 uh, schedule release. Uh, I want to commend whoever did the video and and showed the uh, stadium of Vanderbilt. I thought that was uh, highly highly pe- uh, petty and um, funny, uh, really really funny. Um, but your your initial thoughts, Ben, when you saw the the 2024 schedule for Tennessee. That it was favorable given the general obvious answer that it's, it's sec football. You're adding Oklahoma and Texas. Obviously it's going to be difficult, but there are various degrees of difficulty. And uh, I, I thought that the schedule uh, sets up favorably because of the the two open weeks that teams are going to have next season. Uh, your, your first month of the year, I think it sets up real nice. Uh, you open against UTC, then you'll go to Charlotte and play NC State, and NC State did pick up a commitment from Grayson McCall, the former Coastal Carolina quarterback, yesterday. So that game did become a little more interesting. Um, but Tennessee should beat NC State in that football game. And then you come back and play Kent State, and then you travel to Oklahoma on September 21st, which will be a huge game. Uh, so that that is technically your SEC opener, which feels weird to say out loud. Uh, but then you really get into the thick of SEC play after that game against Oklahoma, but after a bye week. So NC State, Oklahoma, not cupcake games, but I, I think – very manageable football games, especially the NC State game. Oklahoma will be a more difficult test. Uh, but then after that four-week stretch to start the season, you have an off week. And I think that's huge as you get into a trip to Arkansas, back-to-back home games against rivals in Florida and Alabama. And uh, Florida is, is going to have some athletes. Billy Napier wants to play a, a physical brand of football. Uh, so if – if they can play that physical brand of football, that's three straight physical football games. Arkansas, you know Sam Pittman's going to want to play physical football. Arkansas, Florida, Alabama, and those three games are sandwiched in between bye weeks. And then you come back and you play Kentucky at home, Mississippi State at home, and and then that sets up a a big road trip uh, to Georgia and then two easy wins against UTEP and and Vanderbilt and Nashville to end the season. So uh, obviously it's a difficult schedule because it's SEC football, it's college football at its best, but I think it sets up as well as possible uh, because of the the two open weeks. You, you don't have to go back-to-back at Oklahoma, at Arkansas. Technically you do, but you have a bye week sandwiched in between rather than playing them consecutively. So I, I thought that was important. And uh, I, I just think the bye weeks really – break up the schedule very nicely for Tennessee. And I, I think that that could play a, a huge benefit when you get into the thick of of next season and, and guys are, are dealing with nicks and knacks and banged up here, banged up there. 
the, those two bye weeks, I think, are placed perfectly. And I, I think, to me, just knowing that the SEC schedule is going to be difficult in general because it's SEC football, to me, I kind of always base uh, the whether the schedule is favorable or not based off of where the, the bye weeks are located. I think they're located perfectly, and I don't think there's a portion of the schedule that is overloaded. When you play Alabama in that middle stretch, you have games against Arkansas and Florida with coaches who enter the season on the hot seat. That first four-week stretch, very manageable up until the Oklahoma game. Uh, the, the final stretch, you have Georgia sandwiched in between uh, Mississippi State, who will be in year one of Jeff Levy, and, and Kentucky's always a tougher game than – then historically speaking under Mark Stoops, uh, but you kind of have a Mississippi State sandwiched in between Kentucky and Georgia, and then UTEP and Vanderbilt, whatever. Tennessee's going to blow out both of those teams. So it's not stacked in, in any one area, in my opinion, and I think the bye weeks are placed perfectly, and, and that's why I love this schedule for Tennessee. Yeah, I, I like the schedule a lot too. Um, remember Dave Doran, the head coach of NC State, said no to Tennessee. I'm, I'm glad he said no, but he did say no. And so you get a chance to play uh, NC State September the 7th, the neutral site game. Uh, Chattanooga, Kent State, we know what that it's all about. Uh, but that Oklahoma game is, is really, really fascinating. Aside from the, the, the fact that Josh Heupel is making his return to Norman, Oklahoma, the former uh, champion, well, the former Oklahoma quarterback, national champion uh, quarterback, we understand – the the storylines there we understand what happened in Oklahoma and I'm pretty sure Josh Heupel will be looking forward to that matchup and and leaving there with the W Oklahoma will be playing a, a first time starter uh, Dylan Gabriel has left he's transferred and so uh, now being Tennessee will be fa- uh, facing a, a first time starter hopefully we don't have situation where a guy is making a name for himself off of Tennessee. I'm well, that, that game, that quarterback matchup specifically, I, I don't know who Oklahoma plays prior to Tennessee, uh, but that that is – I know you have NC State. That's a Power 5 opponent. But that's Nico's, like, first big test. And Oklahoma is playing Jackson Arnold. He, Jackson Arnold is there, Nico Iamaliava. And if the schedule sets up the same way as Tennessee's does, I mean, that could both be the former five-star. I believe Jackson Arnold was a five-star. He went there because of Jeff Levy, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that that could be kind of the Nico and, and Jackson Arnold debut to college football, so to speak, uh, their, their first true test of college football. Yeah, so that'll be a matchup of, of first-time starting quarterbacks, and that, that, will, be, that will be fun. Uh, that will be really, really fun. So – uh, Oklahoma plays Temple, Houston, and Tulane before they play Tennessee. So Tulane has a first-year coach in John Summerall. Houston has a first-year coach, uh, the former Tulane coach, and then uh, Temple. I don't know who Temple has as a coach, honestly. Uh, but that's Oklahoma's first three games, and that's going to be it's going to be good for Oklahoma. Uh, they should. Coming to the to the game three and zero, just like Tennessee should come into the game three and zero, and then you play Arkansas after 
a, a buy, uh, and that is on the road. And Arkansas can be a difficult place to play depending on uh, the time, uh, depending on you know, the crowd. 2006 was the f- first time college game day was there, and um, that was a tough place to play on, on, on that night. And so you got Bobby Petrino, who's the offensive coordinator. They lost Rocket Sanders, their running back, who went to um, went to South Carolina. And you should take care of business there. You should. And then you play at home against Florida, Alabama, and Kentucky. And then you have a bye week after the Alabama game. I like the two bye weeks. Um, I think I think you need it. I know there's some media folks that may need it too. And that's okay. Uh <laughs> Uh, so you got that bye week in there after Alabama, which is which is good, and then Mississippi State, Georgia, UTEP, and you'll be coaching against Scotty Walden again, who left Austin P to go to UTEP. So you'll be playing a team that won't roll over if they take any personality from their head coach, like Austin P took personality from Scotty Walden. That team won't roll over, um, and then. Play was that Villanova? Oh, that's that's Vanderbilt. Um, and you play Vanderbilt. So the schedule, man. Honestly, the schedule looks like 2014, 2015. Oops, easier because you have two bye weeks. That's how I look at it. Very favorable schedule here. Now, Ben. Let's talk about this SEC championship next year and moving forward. We are removing divisions. You're now rolling with the two best teams, two best records to play in Atlanta. What's the point? What's the point of going and playing for the SC Championship. What's the point? If you are a team that you have secured one of your 12 spots in a college football playoff, why would you want to go play an SEC Championship game? Like, look at Georgia this year. Georgia was the best team all year long. Georgia was the number one team in the country. The only reason I'm not playing for a championship is because they lost in the SEC championship. And last year proved that you can win the SEC championship. It's all about the national championship because Alabama beat Georgia in the SEC championship. uh, What was that, two years ago? And then Georgia went on to win the championship. So we get the college football playoff, and that's great extending to 12 games. But now the SEC championship game, Ben, it's it's watered down. It's severely watered down. Why would you want to go play a team and get beat up physically? You already have your college football playoff spot. You have an opportunity to be fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, somewhere in that range. You get a chance to host a game against a team that 
you're going to be better than because the rankings would suggest that. And you don't have to worry about playing an extra game and getting beat up. I, I, I'm trying to figure this out, Ben. Like, am I wrong? No, uh, I, I don't think you're wrong at all there. I mean, the, the only thing that, that I can think of that two teams playing in the SEC championship game would have to play for is seeding. Uh, they, they, if it's an odd year and that, that second team in the SEC championship game it, it isn't as high as maybe you would expect, maybe they can improve their seeding and maybe they can go from not hosting a playoff game to hosting a playoff game. I, I think the SEC championship game could be beneficial in that way. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, but even so, even with that, because we're getting rid of the divisions, hard to envision the the top two teams in the SEC not being part of the top six teams in the country. Exactly. So even that seems far-fetched unless it's just really an odd year. Now, this year's SEC championship game really helped Alabama. But if it were a 12-team playoff this year, Alabama would not have. Well, they may have. If you lose to Georgia in the SEC championship game, does Alabama fall out of the top 12? If if this year were a top. No. Uh, a 12-team playoff. No. Um, no. I mean, depending on how you how they lost that game, I mean, it, it would be a two-loss Alabama team, right? You would mm-hmm. have a loss to Texas, who, uh, I mean, that would be a quality loss, and then you would lose to Georgia, which is the number one team in the country. That would also be a quality loss. Like, we're going to see teams with two losses in the top 12. Yeah. Most of the time. Unless, like you just said, it's a weird, weird year. Really yeah, weird. I just, see three te- a team with three losses in the top 12. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think we'll see that at, at some point. It, it, yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it's hard to find reasons why the SEC championship game can can be beneficial. Uh, you, you can certainly improve your seating, and, and maybe you are on the outside looking in in terms of hosting a playoff game, and, and maybe a win in the SEC championship game would allow you to host, and, and that's significant. Hosting a, a playoff game versus going on the road yeah. for a playoff game, that, that is significant. Uh, but I, I, again, like I said a moment ago, if you've got the, because we've gotten rid of the East and West divisions and you're just simply putting the two best teams record wise in the SEC, hard not to envision those two teams being in the top six or so anyways, and pretty much playing a, a, a home game. So it, it, it certainly feels like there's a lot more to lose than gain by playing an SEC championship game, quite frankly, which I, I to be honest with you, I, I kind of don't like that this is an unintended consequence of the 12-team playoff because I love the SEC championship game. I haven't necessarily loved the teams that have been playing in the SEC championship game, but from an entertainment standpoint, from somebody who does thoroughly enjoy SEC football and college football, like at that SEC championship game Saturday, like it has a fun feel to it. If you can just take your Tennessee glasses off for a moment like that, that's a big college football Saturday. And, and I, I hate that that's going to be watered down now. Uh, and, and I don't also, I hate that. And it's also never going to go away. It's too big of a cash cow for the SEC to say, nah, we're not going to play an SEC championship game anymore. Too big of a cash cow 
maybe now it's it is watered down, Swain. Maybe because it's watered down, the money's not as high. But I, I have a hard time envisioning that happen, happening as well. Yeah, it's hard to look at the the SEC championship game and not say that it's somewhat watered down. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's going to be the same. And depending on the response you get, I think will determine what you do with that game moving forward. But you had to go to extended playoff format you had to and uh, there's going to be some casualties to you know, when you do that you're trying to advance there's going to be some things that, that are compromised and maybe it's the SEC championship game I don't know but hard to, to look at it the same way 865-255-03 when we come back going to the Beatty Chevrolet text box taking your phone calls 865-255-03 got portal discussion to have it's Ben McKee, Go Ball 247. I'm Jason Swain, live from the Low T Central Studio. Stay with us. What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor, representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodmen of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss stem cell treatment and PRP. If you have orthopedic injuries, you should give them a call. That's right, Jason. We specialize in regenerative non-surgical orthopedics. So we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints by using ultrasound-guided injections with stem cells or PRP. And this form of treatment actually stimulates the body's own reparative process and allows for healing of the damaged tissue. So, Doc, what makes your training different than others? Well, Jason, I've been practicing in Knoxville for 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. At Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own bone marrow stem cells or PRP. So in other words, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, trsportsmedicine.com, East Tennessee's leader in PRP and stem cell therapy. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. 
Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like this show on Facebook. Hey, Knoxville, we all know the importance of mental health. Most people don't have regular mental health care. They often wait. Let's change that. Isn't it time we all consider our mental health as important as our physical health? If you are ready, Mind Body Wellness in Knoxville can help you design a plan for your mental wellness. We are accessible, affordable, and available. You are worth it. Visit mindbodyknoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. 865-255-03 is our number. Ben McKee, Go Boss 247. I'm Jason Swain. Thank you for making our program part of your morning. All right. How, how, how we feeling? How, how we feeling about the porter right now? Oh, Ben, Ben, and grab the microphone. He got some things he want to say. He got the microphone in his hand. What's up, Ben? What's on your mind? Uh, what's on my mind is that people need to schedule Jennifer Morris to help them with their real estate needs because she is knocking it out of the park with my real estate needs. Uh, she sent over her trusted photographer yesterday to take photos of my house to put on the market because I need a bigger house. Got a little baby number two on the way in March. Need more room in this place. And uh, she is taking the stress away of, of selling my home um by just being the absolute best and, and doing what she does sent over tyler her photographer yesterday and he did a great job taking photos of of the house so that we can put it up on the market and uh, she's going to help me get into to our next home my family's next home and certainly appreciate jennifer and all that she does and, and cannot recommend her enough if you are in the market for a new home or whatever you want to do in real estate, Jennifer can help you. So please, please, please do yourself a favor and reach out to Jennifer Morris of Keller Williams Realty. Baby Chevrolet text box. Uh, a Carter says it's about the almighty dollar for the SEC. That's why they're keeping the championship game. I can see some teams have a player to sit out. It's a playoff sport now. Uh, should have been always been a playoff sport. Uh, that's how you determine a champion is to have a playoff like all the other sports out there. Uh, but he's also said it's really the top 11, one of the 12 slots to say for the best of group of five. Um, Nelson from Jackson says Oklahoma has lost their entire offensive line to the portal. I need, I, I need to stop right there. I think it's time to do an intervention with Nelson from Jackson. It's, it's time. I, I think Nelson has gotten out of control. Nelson, everybody that hit the portal, we don't want, okay? We don't want everybody, Nelson, from the portal. Some of these guys, I don't know if they're good or not. Some of these guys, I know they are good, and I would love to have them. But we have to understand, I 
Not everybody hitting the portal are, are made the same or created the same. Every time I get on Twitter, I see Nelson tweeting out a, a, a gift suggesting that we should call every damn player that, that's getting into the portal. Relax, Nelson. Relax, man. Don't need all of them. Need the good ones, though. Want all it, the good it, ones. It, 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 it's hard to to help a crackhead though, and, and and Nelson is is a crackhead on the recruiting trail. He a crude head. <laughs> he he's a, a crude head. Yeah, he's a crude yeah. head, man. He can't help himself. He got he got a problem, man. Crude like, head from Jackson. He like Tyrone Biggums of of recruiting. Uh, Chip Payne says I'm not worried about <laughs> NC State at all, uh, simply because their offensive line uh, went to the portal. So did Oklahoma. Their whole line left too. Well, guys, there's still additions and subtractions that can take place here. You know, Tennessee can still have guys hit the portal. And Tennessee can still add players from the portal. Like, there's a little bit of uh, strategic strategic here. There's a little bit of... um, you know, urgency. Of course, you want to grab the best players as fast as you possibly can if you're some programs. But if you're other programs, you know, you, you, you want to be careful. You want to take your time. Uh, you got current players on your roster um, that you want to make sure that they understand that they are a priority. You believe in them. But at the same time, you want to bring in healthy competition. So you got to be really careful about who you bring and what type of personality they, they, they have, how many years of eligibility that they have. Is it a right fit? It's very, very important. When you're dealing with money, man, you got to be really careful about all the other intangibles, in, in my opinion. Um, for those who are kind of freaking out that Tennessee has not added anyone from the portal, just go back and remember all the times that you that you was freaking out about something related to Tennessee football when it came to recruiting, and then it kind of worked itself out. Just just go back and think about all those times, and then tell yourself, ask yourself, am I am I doing this to myself again? Am I doing this to myself again? It's too early to. Feel strongly one way or the other. It's too early. It's way too early. You you really we had this conversation many times last offseason. You really can't assess what Tennessee did or did not do until after spring practice. Really until the summer starts. Because guys, there there's that transfer portal window after spring ball and and, and guys are going to leave at that point guys are going to be brought in at that point Te- teams are going to add and, and subtract after spring football so you really can't <clears throat> and there's even guys that are, are deciding in the middle of the summer so technically you really can't judge what a team did over the offseason until right before fall camp because 
the roster is ever changing up until that point. The the days of the the roster pretty much being set on traditional national signing day are over. The guys are coming and going well after the spring semester. So, it, I mean, it's we're months away from fairly being able to judge one way or the other Tennessee's offseason. Yeah, like the portal just opened up. Like yesterday, Mississippi State corner, uh, the Cameron Richardson hit the portal. Like, there's a two year starter. This is according to Matt Zenitz in his his tweet. Some NFL scouts had has him as a top three round guy. Uh, hello. Sign me up. Sign me up for that. Look, Mr. Richardson, Jack- let's go. Come on down. Jackson, Jackson, Tennessee isn't too far from from Starkville. It's much closer than Knoxville, I, I believe. We we can send crew head from Jackson, Tennessee down to Starkville and help him pack his stuff and send them to Knoxville. Crew head will help him pack up in Starkville and then also help him unload in Knoxville. Yeah, man, like th- those are the guys that you you got to bring in for a visit, that you got to try to get on your roster. These are portal additions that can that can really, really impact your football team. Like, these are dudes that I want. Oh, you want to play at the NFL level? You actually are good enough to play at the next level? Okay, let's go. And you're proven mentally and physically? Because if you're a two-year starter, like mentally, you've proven like, like you can handle playing in the SEC. And physically, he's been in the weight room for several years. So, oh yeah, this is this is the guy that I need here on Rocky Top. All right, 865-255-03. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. How dare you pick on Nelson from Jackson? I don't know what my Twitter timeline would be like if I didn't have eyeball emojis every five minutes. Who uh, who is normal. Nelson from Jackson? <laughs> Crew head. Crew head. From Jackson. Crude head. Crude head Nelson. Crude head Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, boys, it's a business. It's not college football anymore. It's a business. It's a business. It's always been a business. And, and you know, the whole innocent facade of, hey, Love your university. These are these are just student athletes, student first, and this is for them to get a education, a free education, and you know, be a pro in something else other than sports. Like that was that was a a cover for reality. The reality is this is this is a business. It's always been a business. Yeah. Now it just it's it's more clear Public. than ever before. Well, you saw where the uh, the courts stepped on the NCAA's face yesterday, didn't you? Yep. You want to transfer more than once? Go ahead. Yep. 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 Uh, yep. I don't like it, but hey, I no, I get it. No, because it's you know, h- how do you get any continuity within a program unless you're you know like your Alabamas or your Georgias or you know somebody that's stayed at the top for a while. I mean, I just, I just think it's kind of like the seatbelt law, right? As stupid as it is, 
it does protect you from you. Like laws are put in place to protect you from from other people, right? Uh, Right. But like you're making me wear a seatbelt because you're protecting me from me. If I don't want to wear a seatbelt, then I'll... I shouldn't have to wear a seatbelt. Whatever, that's that's me. If I don't want to be careful, then I don't want to be careful. I'm not going to hurt anybody else, I guess. But, like, it's to protect you, protect yourself. And, like, I feel like if you may guys stay at a school after transferring once, like, man, it protects you from you, man. Sometimes you'll need to just have the the freedom to, to leave. Sometimes you just need to stay, man, and, and, and battle some adversity and compete. If you never compete – like, what are you going to do when football is over, man? You're, you're never going to yeah. be able to compete in the workforce. I just, I don't know, man. I, I get the 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 rights of the athletes and, hey, they deserve it. But, man, being able to just get up and leave when you want to, that how you how, how, how are the coaches going to coach you hard? Every right. time the coaches coach you hard. Because you're too worried hard. about them running off if you uh, coach them too hard. Yeah, man. Like, fo- football is hard. Football is intense. Sometimes you got to get cussed out. And sometimes you got to get your feelings hurt. And sometimes you got to be coached hard. It is an intense physical sport. Uh-uh. Um, y'all were talking about the playoffs earlier. I think the playoffs system the way it's going to be has now turned college football into college basketball and college baseball what's wrong with and that? what i mean by that is you have no incentive to play for a conference championship oh yeah yeah you're more worried about getting your team ready for the playoffs than you are for uh conference pride and all the other stuff and it's even worse in, in yep. football because yep. with baseball, because there's 12 teams participating, uh, yep. I guess it'll be I, – I don't know if they'll move it to 14 or keep it at 12 with Oklahoma and Texas staying in the league. But uh, you have 12 teams participating. Basketball, you have all 16 teams now once Texas and Oklahoma get in participating. Yep. like There are teams playing in the tournament that can play their way into the NCAA tournament. Right. But because football is only a two-team, one-game event, like those two teams will already have college football playoff spots locked up. So, like, there's literally no incentive where at least there are some teams in baseball and basketball that do have incentive to to try and help their case to get into the tournament. Those two teams are already going to be in the tournament. Yeah. If you've already got a position that's locked up, you have no incentive. If you're one of those teams trying to play their way in, then yeah, of course. But the, as, the, as far as you know, playing for a title, nobody cares anymore. Yeah, and and I do hate that. That there's uh, the the allure of of winning an SEC championship. I, I hate that that has kind of gone away. Like I, I still think that that's like something that's that's pretty cool. It, it winning the SEC championship game to me, like that, that's a huge accomplishment. But because the college football playoff has come into existence, it, it's it's taken that shine away, and I I do hate that uh, because I think there's something again to be said for for winning your conference championship game, but it, it's it's definitely gone away, and and I hate that. I think the only way that you could possibly put importance back into the conference championship game is if you went back to 
divisions. If you went back to East and West divisions, because right now just putting team number one and team number two in the SEC in the championship game, those two teams are already going to be in the playoffs. They're, they're going to be two of the six best teams in the country. And that eliminates a division champion possibly being on the outside looking in. If you go back to divisions, then maybe your SEC East champion is 14th in the country instead of fifth in the country. Maybe your SEC Western champ is eighth in the country looking to try and host a playoff game instead of going on the road. Then all right. of a sudden, because you're not simply putting the two best teams in the SEC, now there's a, a little more give and take. Now those those teams maybe have something more to play for in the SEC championship game. Because you, you think back to some of the, the teams that Alabama has beat. Like I, I think back to, I guess it was uh, that Dan Mullen Florida team that – uh, played Alabama in the, the conference championship game a couple of years ago. Like the, those are two different variations of, of SEC teams playing in the conference championship game. Alabama didn't really have much to play for. Florida had a lot to play for. And that's because of the divisions rather than just simply putting the two best teams in, in the game. So I, I think if they want to put some, some more emphasis back into the conference championship game, they would have to go back to divisions because then you're just not automatically putting the two best in the game. Yep. Yep. Guys, before I go, I'm glad I uh, followed my instincts and ignored social media and called into the right show. See you, boys! My man, I, don't, I didn't even catch the the shade, but I'm just glad that Vol Nation, well, uh, the Vol Nation, but Vol Storm called, man. It's good to hear from. He um, was referencing uh, you tweeting the show from the wrong show this morning. Oh, okay. My bad. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. My bad. Let's see what else is on the text box. Uh, Jared in Texas. Will Larry Johnson ever be a factor at uh, tackle? He is the sophomore JUCO um, tackle from Hutchinson Community College. Was a sophomore this year. Didn't uh, play a lot. Haven't heard about him being uh, an option at, at tackle right now. He's huge, man. 6'7", 350 is what he's listed at. And so, not right now, man. I'm telling you, man, this offensive line, and you're going to get all your guys back. Like, everybody's returning on the offensive line. Uh, except Ollie Lane. Except Ollie Lane, Ben. Thanks. Except for Ali Lane. Um, but everybody except for Ali Lane uh, is returning. Now, that's a good thing that you still have to address, address depth. You still, I feel like, need to bring in more talent to promote a competitive atmosphere at that position injuries can happen other things can happen and so you got experience on both tackles with Mincy and Campbell you got experience at center you got experience at right guard left guard needs some work needs some work and 
you just want to provide Nico with enough weapons around him to be successful. As simple as that. And so, uh, I like where we are with the offensive line. I think we continue, uh, still need to continue to uh, address that area. There's some young players that's coming in this class that hopefully should be ready to go as true sophomores. And then some of the other guys who are currently here that may not be in the rotation this year, they definitely got to be ready to go as seniors and juniors. So uh, our offensive line being able to come back four out of the five, I think is is pretty good, pretty significant. Let me go back to the text box. Go ahead. I, I forgot Larry Johnson the third existed. That that tells you all you need to know about where he's at on the pecking order. It's like Larry Johnson, we're talking about Grandma Ma from the Charlotte Hornets. Then I had to go look. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So big off season for him, for sure. Uh, Nelson for Jackson says there's a method to the to the madness. Eyeballs means nothing. Monkey gift is the guys we need. Okay. All right, Nelson. We're gonna we're gonna test that theory. We're gonna test that theory. Nila Mafia, I'm on record as hating the stupid blanking conference idea per se, since I was old enough to walk. Does not like the championship conference championship game. Way back to nineteen ninety two when it started. I mean, it's helped some teams for sure get into the championship game and win it. But now more than ever, does it have that same shine? Vaughn Birmingham, I know we don't want everybody, but I don't see us in with any of the big names other than the tight end from Notre Dame. We need to start getting some of these guys. We can't miss this offseason. Yes. Vaughn Birmingham. What does big names mean? Because, like, are we talking, like, names in terms of, like, the school they're from or names based on how good they were at their old school? and Because, and like, I, I don't think these guys were like household names. Like how many of these guys that's hit the portal you knew about? Because I had no idea who the Tulane receiver was until Tennessee offered him. That's what I'm saying. I had no, I, I had no idea who the Notre Dame tied in holding stays. I, I had no idea who he was until Tennessee offered him. That's what I'm saying. Like if you're not watching, if you ain't covering the, 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 the college football, like, Kurt Herbstreet and Desmond Howard and them boys, like, you know every player on every team? Like, how do we know they big name? Are we saying it based on the school that they that they are transferring from? I mean, the quarterbacks are the, the big names for me. Of course, you got Juice Wells. He's a big name guy. You know, we are in the SEC. We played against him. I think the fact that guys that we played against that had good games against us, like, we just – we just go overboard with those guys. It's like the Justin Jolie kid. I'm like, y'all, can y'all pump the brakes a little bit here? The kid's like 215. Like, how do we know he can he can block? How do, how do we know he can do everything 
inside of this offense that the tight end position is asked to do. We don't know that. All we know is he has some catches against us. Against, uh, against, a, uh, against a Tennessee secondary that fans feel what about? It, yeah, they want it gone. And <laughs> a lot of them are gone now. So, like, uh, and let's not put too much stock in players having good games against us. We always let random people go for career days against us. That don't mean we want them. It just means he had a good day that day. And I'm pretty sure Joe Lee will be a good player wherever he goes. But I just, we just got to pump the brakes sometimes. And we go full go on you know, certain players that we don't even know if they're good or not. Or they would fit here in the SEC or not. But like to go back to Vaughn Birmingham's um, comment and question, big name guys are like, Proven players that we know hitting the portal because they're looking for cash. Like, we know that. Uh, the Juice Wells type. Um, you know, the Walter Nolan type. Th- those are big-name guys. But understand, like, you are not going to get a bunch of those guys because those players are hitting the portal, and they're asking for a dollar amount that I don't think y'all really understand how much they're asking for. I mean, guys, the amount that some of these big-name players are asking for that's in the portal is the same number as an NFL contract for a fifth, sixth, seventh rounder in some cases. Like, we talking like 600, 700, a million dollars. 500 to be to lowball it. Like, there's schools got a lot of money, but you're not going out there trying to get two or three of those guys. I mean, you bust up your salary cap like that. So, you got to get the right guys. I don't care what name they got. Because when they put on that power T helmet and they make plays, they're going to have a big name. What you have to do is when a player hits the portal, you got to look at his measurables. You got to look at how many years he has of eligibility. You have to look at his film and see if his game translates to the SEC. You got to make contact with him. You got to find out their number. You got to learn as much about them as, as possible to, to find out what their football character is. And then if you think it's a fit, then boom, let's go. But some of these guys, you're not paying $750,000, a million dollars for, for one year. Come on, man. Not unless he's a surefire first rounder, second, third rounder, edge rusher, tackle, court. Like, come on. Something like that. Yeah. The the, the portal is just, uh, it's a wasteland, quite frankly, because there's just so much mess going on. But 
And, and I get what Vaughn Birmingham is 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 saying. Well, look at the last um, message. Look at his last message. I, I I know he says that he understands the 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 big player appeal in the portal, but uh, Tennessee has cash and he wants Tennessee to make it rain in the portal. And, and I I I, you I can't do that. No, and and that also doesn't guarantee success. That that doesn't guarantee success just because. I mean, I I think if you just throw outrageous amounts of money at everybody. Then, then you really run the risk of a dysfunctional locker room. You want to look example? at Texas A and M? Exactly. There you go. There you go. The Texas A and M, Texas and Texas A and M, they have more money than anybody because of oil money, right? A and M mm-hmm. tore down the stadium, built the brand new one for four hundred fifty million. A and M paid a coach seventy million to go away, right? And there's programs out here that are keeping on, uh, keeping their head coach, holding on to their head coach. For like ten or fifteen million, knowing they're gonna fire him because they want the, the the buyout to drop. Te- Texas A and M fired a coach, and it's gonna give him seventy million. And they went out and bought the best class in the history of recruiting, and still was sorry. I I mean I would almost. I know Jordan Seaton is a, a bad example because he decided to surprise everybody and go to Colorado, but I, I would rather take the NIL pot and and throw it at high school guys to make sure they get to campus or make sure your current roster is happy. Make make sure that Dylan Sampson is taken care of. Make make sure I know that Nico is already taken care of, but just yeah, he good. continue to make sure that he is taken care of. Guys like that. Like your your current roster, make sure they're happy. Make sure you're landing through the high school ranks. That that's where I think you, you really need to spend your money because that's where you really need to build your roster. And then once you get to the off season, when you lose two tight ends to graduation, when you lose a tight end commitment to USF because he wanted to go play for Alex Golish and maybe wasn't as good as his rating on the recruiting services indicated when you only have two scholarship bodies and one of those scholarship bodies is nowhere close to being ready to, to hit the field and, and Emmanuel Okoye, that's where you use the portal to, to fill in holes like that. When you need a left guard and overspend you it. and you, and you, and you willing to overspend too, Ben, sorry to interrupt, but you, but yeah, you're no, willing you're good. to overspend in those situations in those positions because you don't have anybody. Right. Like you, you can't build a roster through the portal in any sport. You can't. You, you don't end up with a successful football team like that. Yeah, you, you, you just, you just don't. Uh, so I, I, I think that that Tennessee is in a good situation nil wise, and I, I think that they are trying to be smart with, with how they operate uh, this off season. And, and I, I mean, go back to last year. Who, who thought that McCollin Castles would? would have the impact that he had when he committed. I mean, he's coming from UC Davis, not even a division one football program. He he probably did not generate the excitement that a big name tied in from Ohio state or, or Notre Dame would, would generate, but he was really effective. He, he had some, some frustrating moments this season, but he also really helped Tennessee and McCollin castles is situated to go play in the NFL after this one year at Tennessee. And I know we only saw one game of Keenan Peely, but 
I mean, how, how much excitement did Keenan Peely register when, when he decided to commit, I believe, late in spring, if I remember correctly, and nobody really knew about him, and he was a linebacker, an old linebacker coming from BYU. I mean, how much excitement does that generate? I, I don't think it – yeah, folks are excited to get him, but I don't think it it generates the excitement that, that some of these other – "Quote unquote big name players in the portal generate, and Keenan was going to be an efficient football player for Tennessee this this past season. So if if you go out and land Jordan Dingle, the Kentucky tight end, it may not be super sexy in terms of an addition, no, but he's an addition that absolutely helps you win football games. If you go land the Tulane receiver, that's a he may not have the name recognition of of a Juice Wells, but that's a that's a big time addition as as well. So Tennessee's going to have success in the portal. It's just to what degree do they have success in the portal? Because Tennessee's an attractive location for a lot of these guys. Let's go to the phones eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Good morning. Hey, good morning. What's up? What's up, man? Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with? Justin in Florida. What's up, Justin? Uh, Got to commend you guys on the uh, roast of Nelson. Very, very well done. You barbecued him this morning. Um, he gave me a hard time yesterday about, or the other day about calling in talking baseball and Otani's contract. So I just thought that was very fitting that you guys gave it back to him a little bit. <laughs> hey, there's one thing uh, about this, and I think people need to kind of keep this in perspective is there's some really high-priced, talented guys out there. Yes. And that's without question. And I think if the personalities, you know, match the talent on the, uh, on the field, and I'm not saying they don't, but you got to be very careful because there's something different between some of these NIL contracts and what you see at the NFL in terms of their contracts. You know, if guys just are are opting out in the NFL or they get hurt and, you know, say, oh, well, you know, I just, uh, I'm not going to play the the rest of the season. You know, that becomes something that can be, you know, charged back. Money can be withheld. With the NIL, I mean, it's their name, image, and likeness. There's no performance part of the equation. So once you guarantee that money, I mean, it's, it's gone. It's yep. out the door. So if, let's say, hypothetically, you bring in a, a, a Juice Wells, and in game four, he rolls up his ankle, and he's like, I just don't you know, don't feel right. Hey, I'm going to shut it down because I don't want to risk my draft prospects, and I want to make sure I can go through the combine. He could shut it down for the rest of the year. And still and get you paid. Out, it, right, and still get paid. Yep. So, That's literally what he did this season. He, he uh, Ben, that, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna go there, <laughs> but since you brought it up, that's exactly what he did this year. Like, there's already red flags, somewhat, yep, planted in that camp, and he, he, and I realize that maybe that situation is a little bit different. South Carolina was what a four win football team, but, but like he could have. Does he could come back in early November. Okay, so what's that? The last three games. So maybe a four-win team. He comes back, plays the last three, and it becomes a seven-win team. Maybe yeah. that, that's a, mean, a fair point. But yeah, and and again, Swain, he brought it up, not me. I was going to 
leave, leave that. <laughs> well, one that's alone. public information. Like there, there's been okay. analysts speak like, about it publicly as yeah. as well. So that's why I don't mind mentioning it. Yeah, but I mean, you know, then you look at, and, and that's why I think learning as much about the player, what drives them, and that takes time. I mean, unless Tennessee has a pre-existing relationship with the kid, and to be fair, I think this is part of the downside of maybe having a staff for the last three years that, you know, some of them were at UCF because the players they were recruiting at UCF maybe weren't the players you would recruit for the SEC. I think we could probably all agree with that. Correct. And if you look at the previous stops, I mean, you, you've got to be very careful because you've got to know what these kids are about because all it takes is, is one bad egg you bring in from the outside and he's getting all this money and then chooses to skip meetings. You know, think, you know, maybe they think they're, they're bigger than everyone else in the room. Mm. And n- now you've got this whole dynamic that you don't want to bring in. Plus you're out the money. Yep. So as talented as some of these guys are, the one thing they've got to do to produce that talent is play. And I'm not saying that's always going to be the case. And yes, some guys make decisions because they think they're getting advised by an agent. Hey, don't risk coming back. I mean, how many people were convinced Brock Bowers wouldn't come back because yep. he, he had so much to risk, but that's a kid that was like, Look, I don't care. I'm helping my team. Yep. Yep. You, you, a, a guy like that, give him all the NIL money he wants. He's yep. talented and and he cares about the team over himself. Yep. But when it's reversed, I think you got to be a little bit careful. Just oh. want to throw that point out, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you, man. Thanks for the phone call. That, yeah, that was a, a great point. And not only were there questions uh, about Juice Wells and and his. Uh, ability to return late in the season but after those question marks about whether he could have returned late in the season from the outside looking in his portal recruitment looks like a cash grab it it, it looks like that is the top priority and the only priority to cash in as much as you can and to each their own there's nothing necessarily wrong with that but when you bring in a guy like that to your locker room, and again, from the outside looking in, that's that's a situation that can can really impact your locker room in a negative way. Mm-hmm. A, a guy who is is looking out for for himself and only himself, that that's not a situation that you want to you want to add to a to a locker room, especially like at like Tennessee has a need at receiver, like we talked about on Tuesday. And Juice Wells is a heck of a football player. There's no doubting that. No doubt. But what if these little red flags that we're, we we kind of see from the outside looking in, what if they really pop up during his time at Tennessee if he were to come to Tennessee? Then all of a sudden, you didn't feel that need back in the offseason because you're you're not getting the production out of this big time player that you signed up to get. So th- those are things that you have to consider when when you look at the quote unquote big names in the portal. It it it, it could be not worth it to bring in that big name because you don't know what you're going to get from game one to game twelve. Quite quite frankly, I agree. I agree. I'll make one last point, and we'll we'll go to the phones and then take a break. 
I'm trying to get to it. Nico was mentioned. Hold on. Here we go. So the message, as I find it, it, it had, to do, had to do with players feeling a certain type of way about you know, Nico's deal and that would create any you know, type of type of issue. Now, there's been a lot of messages, so I'm trying to scroll and find it. Ben, if you can help me find it, that'd be awesome. But when you're on a football team, 9-11 a.m., Vol in Birmingham. Uh, let's look at that, man. Look at teamwork. Look at that teamwork. In saying that, hasn't Nico's deal ruffled some feathers? It kind of is what it is at this point, really. Many NFL uh, better players get more money now. I think the moment you play football, you understand, like, Quarterback is always treated differently. They're always treated differently. They're not treated the same, but they're treated fair. They're the quarterback. They're the most important position in sports. So if you are playing any other position position besides quarterback and you find yourself with some ruffled feathers, that's a you problem. That is a you problem. You are in the wrong business. You are playing the wrong sport if you think that you're going to be treated the same as a freaking quarterback. Quarterbacks have been treated differently since the start of football. Quarterbacks are rock stars. They get all the blame when things go wrong, get all the praise when things go right. They're going to get more money. Look at the NFL. They get more money. It is what it is. If you don't want to play football because you want the quarterback position to be treated the same as every other position, then don't play. But that's not changing. And so if you're on this football team and you know about Nico's deal, guess what? He didn't take all the money. There's still a lot of money out there for you. What you need to do is get better and produce. And, excuse me, not be a knucklehead. Be marketable. Do media. Do it. You know how many business owners hit me up? Because I have somewhat of a a connection with the program and ask me about certain players that want to get in contact with certain players because of their media availability. And how impressive they were when they got behind a microphone. You control that. You can control what you say. You can control what your attitude is. You can control your production on the football field. And if you do that, guess what? You're going to get paid. Yes. It ain't going to be more than quarterback. So don't even expect that. But you have an opportunity to make some big money. But worry about your damn self. Don't be trying to count the quarterback's pocket. It's too much for you. I also think it would be nice if these college kids, and I don't literally mean kids, these young men in college, young athletes in college, would also have the perspective of the fact that they are in college and that college is supposed to be a 
challenging time financially for the average person and your time in college isn't supposed to be your big break financially. Now, these athletes are put in a much different situation because they have a platform, they have an ability on the field, on the court. Now they have an ability to get paid off the field, off the court. So like you, you given the fact that you are in college can really be set up nicely in this phase of life that you're in, that you're supposed to be financially struggling in as you find your footing in life. And like, you're not supposed to get the biggest bag of money in your life while you're in college. Like it is a blessing to be comfortable financially while you are in this stage of life, while you are in college to be able to provide money for, for your, your family to travel, to watch you play in games, to, to have a little ice on your, on your neck, to have, to have some nice kicks on, on your feet, to be able to drive a nice car, to be able to live comfortably in an apartment or a house while you're in college. Like that is, that's, that's awesome that you're able to do that as a college student, as a college athlete. And I, I wish that these young men and women would have more of that perspective of, of I'm not supposed to to have this huge bag of money while I'm in college. And in the meantime, while I'm chasing my dreams of that eventual huge bag down the road in my next phase of life, like I'm living real comfortably right now and I'm able to take care of a lot of people. Like you can still do that while in college. And, and I wish that they had more of that perspective, but I, I know it's also hard to have that perspective when you're living in the moment and, and when you are that young, but if they, if they could find that perspective, then then I think that would help a lot of situations. I, I just don't know that, that that's going to happen at that age. Especially when you grew up broke. And this, yes. this, is your, this is your lottery. So I get that point too. Yes. And I'm not trying to minimize like players. If, if you're deserving of X amount of money in college, like you, you deserve that X amount of money. Not, not trying to suggest that that players should settle for less than what they are worth. But I also do think there's, uh, uh, an excellent perspective of appreciating what you are getting while also working to get to the next phase of life because th there are pre-NIL, Swain, I'm, I'm sure you experienced it a, a little bit when, when you were playing. I don't know. Uh, the, the, the financial burden of your family members coming to watch you play. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. I, I mean, being around the baseball team and, and getting to know some of the, the parents that, that I would see weekend, weekend, weekend in, weekend out, uh, that, that year that they go to Omaha, I mean, that's financially taxing on, on, on families. When, when you're already traveling throughout the regular season and then you're having to travel to Clemson, South Carolina, then you're having to travel to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, then you're having to travel to freaking Omaha, Nebraska for potentially – two weeks and some of those players were able to take care of their families and provide financial relief for, for them to get there. But it hasn't always been that way. And I, I just think if, if some of them could, could find the blessings within that, then, then that would help them even succeed even more with, with where, where they're at now as they chase that, that bigger check down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let me get to the phones. Good morning. For what? For what? Get the phones now for what? We're going to go to break anyway. Well, after uh, after we talk to you, I mean, fair. 
It could have uh, before, if you prefer. I mean, that that is true. <laughs> uh, that's my passive-aggressive way of saying, Ben, you're talking too much, let me say my piece. Because you actually have some really good points. You know I like How to do talk. you make a... I know, so do I. How do you make an asset appreciate in value instead of depreciate? You know, they say one of the one of the most common assets that a human, at least the American uh, citizen, will come across is like a car. And what do they say, Swain? As soon as you get that car off the lot, it starts depreciating in value, mm-hmm. right? So how how do you make an asset appreciate in value instead of depreciate? Is one of my questions. Second question is going to be more directly to you, Swain. You know, how hard is it when you get into the league to hit that year five, that year six, that year number where you start getting a pension? It's pretty damn hard, ain't it? Yeah, it is. But yeah. I want to yeah. say it's it's after three games and three years, three games. It's probably a little bit longer now, but it's, around, it's around that area. Makes sense. I'm fearful that with all these kids, just specifically talking about football, I'm fearful that these kids that are hopping into this portal, trying to get to to Ben's point, the biggest bag possible, they're not considering the long-term gains of their physical asset in this sport and how to help it appreciate in value instead of depreciate. There's going to be a lot of business people that's going to be looking at this and once again, we're still early in this journey, right? We don't have a lot of statistical value. And we know the NFL is ran on numbers. The numbers is a numbers business. You know, how much longer, how many more cycles of this are we going to go through before, you know, the, the powers that be during draft day is looking at a guy who tried to hit the transfer portal two, three, four times, trying to get the biggest bag. Is that kid really going to make it? Is he really going to be in the league long enough to get that pension? To make sure that this wear and tear on his body that he's putting himself through is actually going to be sustainable for his financial future after his career is over. If his if his mindset's right, then it don't matter where you transfer to, or if you transfer two or three times. What the problem can be, C Mac is you get comfortable when you get a little bit of change. Little bread, yeah, right? Little bread. You know, you get a little, little two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and everybody getting a little pinch off of it, or you get five hundred thousand dollars, and everybody getting a pinch off of it. Even if you get a million dollars, just say you get a million dollars, and you pay taxes, and you help everybody, you help out, you ain't got no money. None. You don't, you don't have you don't have money. That's you don't have money after you help everybody else out and do things you want to do. It still I mean, doesn't compare you, you, to NFL money. So. It, it really is, right. it's really about the mindset, C Mac. Like if you if guys got the right mindset, then you know they'll be okay, even if they hit the portal a, a couple times. So that's fair. Yeah. Like you know that 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 amount of money to your points point is like the equivalence of what a, a good weekend amount of money, or maybe like a spring break's worth of like money. Once again, it's not really truly sustainable. Your pocket's gonna get dry. Last thing I want to say before I get up out of here, you hit the break. Ah, the fans' view on, you know, like y'all said a little bit earlier when that loud mouth was on the phone. Um, love you, Ballstorm. Um, how they, they, everyone gets this sticker shock. Like, hey, this kid is a big name in the portal. We got to go after him. Y'all remember that song, Wipe Me Down? 
Wipe me yeah, down. You remember the song? Yeah. Wipe me down. You know why I hated that song? doesn't, but I do. Ben, you know why I hated that song? Why? Because in my head, the very first time I heard that, I heard the term hand-me-down. <laughs> Who on this call has ever been proud to wear hand-me-downs? You can be honest. I'll go first. My, 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 my youngest uncle, uh, he had only one suit that he just, he refused to go to church because, you know, he was a thug, joking. Uh, but he had one suit that fit me about the time I got into like seventh, eighth grade. And he had a very beautiful Flintstone silk tie. That is the only hand-me-down in my entire life that I was proud of. Hey, if you take a step back for a second, there's a reason why some of these players, not all, but some of these players are hand-me-downs. Be careful on cheering on getting some poo-poo for like a hot second and truly assess is to your point earlier, Swain, is this an area of incredible need? Can this fill a hole? We're not building a roster. We saw that experiment with a uh, prime up here go completely out the window. They did have a three game improvement over last year, but you can't build a team through the portal. You can't, you need to assess appropriately. So stop getting like so like so up about all these folks. You know, uh, you're right. No one heard about the kid from Tulane until he was considering Tennessee and hitting the portal. How many people actually saw game footage of Brute McCoy before he got to Tennessee or even knew his name? Who who stays up and watch West Coast football? I knew Brute McCoy because I saw the articles about him transferring three times. No, I'm saying it wasn't because of football. It's because you know he transferred from USC, Texas, Texas, USC, like. And I, I remember making a joke Fair. about it. That's all. That's all I knew about Brew. And then I'm, I'll give you another example, uh, C Mac. And thanks, thanks for the phone call. Like, who out here knew about Henry Hooker like that? I mean, you might have watched Virginia Tech here and there and saw him start, but like, you wasn't wild by him at, at Virginia Tech. And so, um, what about Don't Connect? I, I, I like, I like hand me downs, C Mac. I mean. If you want, if you want to call guys and hit the portal, hand me downs. I mean, I like, I like good hand me downs. Like if you, if, if if you see some, some you know, barely worn Jordans at the store, and they look good, they clean. I mean, I, I don't mind wearing them. I I I wear them. I mean, C Mac. If they clean, I'll wear them. Yeah, well, everything don't have to be brand new, C Mac. I mean, I don't, I don't mind. See, C Mac, C Mac is is that player that's not appreciating the nil money he's getting in the moment while he's in college. That I was talking about. No, I'm kidding, C Mac. You you, C-Mac. you 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 make you make a great point. Um, some you make a great point for sure. Some of it. I'm just I'm just happy C Mac awake. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. We'll take a uh, brief timeout. Come back, wrap. Wrap things up here to Sway the Vip, fueled by Dead Air Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Be right back.
You're listening to The Swain Event. And you know this, man. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. What's up, fellas? It's Swain. When it comes to health, there are numbers every man needs to know, including your testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men. Healthcare. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. to the phones. Good morning. Morning, sir. How y'all doing, man? What's up? What's up? Hey, it's Vault Nation in the building, y'all. Good to hear from you. <laughs> yes, sir, man. Hey, loving your show as usual, man. Y'all always dropping some good knowledge, man. I really appreciate what you guys do. Y'all keep everything 100 and uh, when things are going sideways out there and everybody's freaking out, you know, I say, okay, I'm going to cut everybody else off. Let me just listen to Swain and drop in on what's going on so I can really get perspective because you and being really keep it real for us. So I appreciate y'all, man. You're welcome. Uh, I, Mayor, let me say one more. Let ahead, me man. say one thing really quick. Yeah. I do think we need to do a better job on recruiting. So like there's a yes. difference between freaking out and assuming that the sky's falling and then being grounded. I'm grounded when I say we got to be better in recruiting. Like We got two teams entering the league. It's harder. Like everything is set up. Uh, you have NIL that's that's one of the best in the country. You have a fan base that is very powerful. You have stability with your leadership. We we got to close better. I mean, I, I, I'll say that, and uh, that that is, you know, fair, honest uh, critique. Um, not saying everything is bad, but we got to be better in that in that area. So go ahead, Ball Nation. No, no, you're good, man. You're good. I, I, I agree. Uh, and I don't know if it's that 
you know, partially on us where we got limits as far as what we were willing to pay people. Like you said, the Juice Wells things, I'm sure he wanted some more money and we weren't willing to do that because we weren't sure about his health and, and what we were going to actually get. We were going to actually get the product that, uh, for the amount that he was requesting for or not. You know what I'm saying? Let that be somebody else's headache and roll the dice, you know, or, you know, he got that five-star offensive tackle. We pretty much know what that was. You know what I'm saying? At least we would assume that we know what that was. You know what I'm saying? But once again, he decided to go out there with Prime. That's cool. You know, I don't know if that was a money thing or what. I'm not sure. You know what I'm saying? I was listening to him and some of the things he was saying, you know, uh, didn't agree with everything he said when he talked about some things, but, you know, it, it is what it is. He made his choice. Uh, and I do believe we do need to close better uh, because we can't just, you know, you know, always pick up a three-star and then say we're going to develop somebody, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, there's always a diamond in the rough, but, you know, we, we do need to get better. But I wanted to say something from earlier. I know y'all were talking about just the dynamic of the mentality of these of these kids and because of the era that we're in. And I look at it, one, you know, the brain doesn't fully develop till age 25. So we got to understand that, you know, these young men or, or, or college students, men, women, regardless, the brain is not fully developed to 25. So we're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds. All right. And the understanding between fantasy and reality of, of life is blurred because what they're watching on TV and what they're listening to on the radio and these start, they, they see because of the dynamic of what the NCAA, SEC, Vegas, and all these other things have made in this new culture of NIL, in this new culture of the portal, uh, he has created some chaos and some confusion, some instability and uh, for already young minds. So, when you look even to the new thing that they were talking about, I don't know if you guys got a chance to talk about it recently, but they were talking about proposing uh, a, a new, maybe I don't know if they're considered a new league or not, but for elite schools, uh, being able to pay each player 30K mm-hmm. a year, mm-hmm. and then they still have NIL opportunities and things of that nature. Not everybody's going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and once again, that's clouding and muddying the water even more. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, with all this you know, opportunity to make money with young mindsets of, hey, I'm going to get mine now. They they don't really think about the majority. They think about self. They think about, you know, me. You know what I'm saying? It's about what I can get at this moment. And then you also got to think about where they came from. Not everybody came from a stable home or a stable environment. So they've been hustling and they've been, you know, shortchanged their whole life. So now they step into a situation now where they can get paid and they're, they're trying to do that. And once again, not having maybe somebody in your corner to help you see the long term, you're looking at somebody else's pockets. You're looking at what you can get and you may not go to the best place for you so you can get to that next level where your goal may be you have the ability to go to the league. But where you're going, you're just grabbing the money, but you're not necessarily going somewhere you're going to get developed. You know what I'm saying? And you're in a sense shortchanging yourself, but you can't see that because all you can see is the cash that's in front of you right now, the bag that's in front of you right now. And unfortunately, just because of the culture and the environment of our society, uh, this whole system that is being created right now is really hurting these young men. You know, like like you said many times, I hadn't thought about it before, but you said it when we first got, when they opened up the portal, you had more kids in the portable than you had opportunities to go play somewhere. Because you only got so many scholarships and so many places that these kids can go, but you got everybody jumping in the portal, and then all of a sudden they lose their scholarship and they're just out there. 
you know? And so, you know, you don't have anybody really guiding these young men, helping these players really make long-term choices and decisions. You said something very wise. Stop looking at somebody else's pockets and make yourself better. There's opportunities out here for you, you know? And for them, you know, the understanding of what season they're actually in right now as a college student, is being distorted and is tainted because of the culture and say, they don't get, you know, when y'all went through how life was, you didn't have an opportunity to do all this and make this money like this. And you had to struggle. Some people go to college and they work, you know, they wait all the way through college so they can get a job. And, you know, they're, they're on the other end here where they're having opportunities to get paid early. And I think it's really hurting these young players and hurting, you know, them mentally, and being able to make good choices and is really hurting, I think, college football as a whole. Yeah, for, what do you guys think? Yeah, for some of those players, Ball Nation, thanks for the phone call. Good to hear from you. I mean, I don't want to paint with a broad stroke here. I mean, some of these players are doing a great job of maximizing their earning potential and they're going to go and be locked in and focused and get developed and, and go to the next level. And some of them are going to make really good decisions with their money financially and, and uh, be smart. So I don't want to make it seem like every player that's engaging in NIL or uh, you know, participating in NIL um, or making you know bad decisions or, or picking a school just because, just because of money, because professionals, uh, you know, I do that all the time. I mean, when Mario Williams went from the Texans to, to the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills was trash, but they paid him more money than anybody else. Uh, and so, like, yeah, like, you have to kind of weigh pros and cons with the decisions that you make. Sometimes, you know, all money is not good money. Sometimes it's, it's better to take less to go to a certain place knowing that you're going to have a better experience and that you'll make that money up on the back end. So I don't want to assume that every player that uh, is picking a school, whether they're in the portal or from high school, is solely making it because of money. Um, and, you know, they, they are – making that decision for the, for the wrong reasons, but some of them are, some of them are. So I uh, appreciate the phone call though. Uh, Vol nation uh, always brings a different, you know, perspective, different way of, of looking at things and, and um, always love when Vol nation calls in. Brian Sucker said with Hendon transfers, the collective response from Vol X was who? We had to Google him and YouTube him and saw that he was benched at Virginia Tech. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Jennifer Moore says, unfortunately, NIL, mainly football, has become free agency. It has nothing to do with name, image, and likeness. It is a bidding war. Well, that is correct, too. Uh, Rodney Nostale, do the NIL have deals? Have a frame, a time frame to lock them in uh, until the, hold on. Do the NIL have deals, have a time frame to lock them into the school? Um, I'm sure the language and the contract will protect the NIL. Um, you go to the school, you locked in, then man, maybe your payments start there. I think the event series is kind of the best way to do it. Um, in terms of using it NIL to to attract players. Um, we see some players that have you know, deals with a company or a business. 
Um, and that's really the what NIL is. Um, I hope that answers answers the question. Rodney, question maybe a little, a little confusing. Rodney been hanging out with too many Georgia fans. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Uh, Hiller has a promotion going on right now, guys, where you get a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select HVAC systems or any whole home generator. Uh, that They have great finance options with low monthly payments. Um, $250 Visa gift card with, with each tankless water heater purchase. So uh, if you're looking for HVAC unit, a home generator, or tankless water heater, this is the perfect time right now uh, to buy it because Hiller is going to gift you with some big-time um, prizes or big-time um, items. $500 gift, gift card, which is $500 back in your pocket, $250 uh, back in your pocket, and they're donating fifty dollars to Toys for Tots in toys with every tankless water heater purchase. So, for more details, visit Hiller at HappyHiller dot com. Uh, ben, do we miss anything? No, sir. Oh, that's good. That's good. I mean, I'm sure we did, but doesn't seem like you and I can think of anything that we missed off the top of our head. Man, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, man. It's not it's not a dull time in sports at all. At all. Mindbodyknoxville.com. Go there, schedule a mental wellness assessment. Um, if you're looking for a place that can help design a plan for your mental wellness, that's Mind Body Wellness. They're here in Knoxville. Uh, West Knoxville, the website is mindbodyknoxville.com. They are accessible, they are affordable, and they are available. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Swain Events Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Peace and much love. We are out. Have a fantastic day. <laughs>